Is this a metal thing? Yes. guys you're so crazy oh man oh take a bow barbie there you go good girl oh man what a blast what a blast hey guys um it is horror movie talk here hey if everybody could just settle down calm, just calm it down a little bit thank you um, hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk Plus. That's right, folks. We've now transcended genre boundaries and sometimes cover other movies. Not today, though. Today, though, hard horror. <clears throat> Make sure to rate your review. Rate and review our show. Uh, subscribe to it on iTunes. Full video available on YouTube. Don't be a square. Do that share. Also, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Talk. Barbie's hanging out over there. She's just having a blast, um, as you can see by her hands. And um, if you want to add uh, your voice to our show, go ahead and uh, check out our voicemail line, which we will be discussing. We will be, you know, hitting up today at 682-253-4468. Leave us a voicemail. Let us know what you think about our review of The Burbs. Um, and you can also check us out over at horrormovietalk.com. Calm. As always, we have Fart Simpson crammed in the production booth. I'm me, and across from me, across from the state of Washington from me, sits uh, the, my co-host, Bryce Hansen. <laughs> we got it out there. Hi, everyone. Yeah. It's me. My name is Bryce Hansen. It's me. It's, I'm David Day. Uh, we've got a great show for you today. We will be reviewing, uh, because of our patrons who are so kind and supportive and loving of us, uh, they voted on one movie a month. They vote on one movie a month for us to watch, and this month it is The Burbs, starring Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher. Believe it or not, rip in peace. Old, old CF. Oh, the good old faithful is what they called her. Um, we'll start out by giving a review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. Y'all know how that works. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers, take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later, we will be doing, as I said, horror movie horror. What? Well, we're getting to it. Um, we'll be doing horror movie whores. Again, call us 682-253-4468. The Burbs is slang or street vernacular for the suburbs. Uh, oh. in this... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's little known. But we have fun in the Burbs. Mm. Yeah. Little, little jokes like that to make it worth it. Right. Uh, in this particular story, we follow Ray Peterson, played by Tom Hanks. Uh, and, he, and his friends, uh, Mark, played by Bruce Dern, 
Art, played by Rick Ducomanen, and uh, Ricky, played by Corey Feldman. And they all try to track down the satanic cult new neighbors that just moved in. Our gang of Bourbonites are convinced that their new neighbors, the Klopex, have murdered their friend, Walter Sesnick, who is an old man, um, who has too much time on their hands, who will subvert whom, and what... Why does any of it matter? Uh, everyone gets more movie than they bargained for. Um, oh, you know what? I actually am going to start. Uh, I'm going to start introing the review portion. So here's that. No, it's a little change. But I powered think it's by cool. Riverside. It is powered by. Riverside. <laughs> <laughs> got a new sponsor on this one. And then it just cuts off. And it just I thought that off. was the wow. funkiest shit. Like I was like, "God damn, that slaps for the fucking, you know, <laughs> just, just uh, what you call it, boilerplate baloney they give you." <laughs> um, okay, so my review for the burb—that's the review music now. My review for the burbs is that it's a nostalgia fest made in 1989 by the beloved man who brought you Gremlins and Gremlins Two. That's right, Joe Dante directed this one. Uh, if you watched it at the right point in your life, it might be the most important movie to you. Uh, or if you're my wife, uh, that too. Conversely, if you didn't watch it while you were vulnerable or impressionable, it might be very long, boring, and very mediocre. Uh, a, a kind of movie that would make you feel uncomfortable for criticizing in public because you never know who might take offense. Um... I have seen the burbs about 400% more than I've wanted to see the burbs. It has worn out its welcome on my doorstep. Apart from a spectacular stunt by Bruce Dern's stuntman, uh, this movie has nothing for me. Uh, the comedy is surface level and uninteresting. The story revolves around the satanic panic, which in 1989 was interesting and novel. Now, though, I just don't care. Uh, it's a time filler to be played by millennials for their kids who won't care at Halloween parties where the TV will be ignored. <laughs> I give this a nine out of 10. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, you go. I gave it a nine out of 10. Now everybody shut up. I gave it a good score. So this is, well, this is weird to me because <laughs> you're i know i, I look, you're a very enigmatic person you know I, Dave, david day is very enigmatic because not a year ago or a little over a year ago i know this is coming back to bite me we had a film series mm. at our local theater kiggins theater and david was insistent that in that film series we include the seminal work of the burbs mm. mm -hmm. which was a complete like random choice for me it was like the burbs mm. why the burbs though yeah and david was like this is it gets the people going it gets the people going it does it really does <laughs> that's my that w <clears throat> the burbs is this in speaking of enigmatic it's an enigma to me i'm like i don't get it it doesn't i don't love it 
It's nothing special, but to a lot of people, it's like you bring up the burbs and they're like, fucking yeah, bro. And by the way, that did the best out of all the movies that we showed. Um, and so it I did was, do really good, didn't it? It did really well because I knew and because it's general audiences, it's easy. Yeah. It's just everything about it is approachable and easy. It's just nothing. You know, it's just like it's not even gremlins, you know, it's uh, I mean, if it were gremlins, it would be one of the best, you know, one of the best easy breezy uh, horror movies ever made. But um, it's just instead, it's just uh, easy. Yeah. Um, no breezy. No, maybe it's breezy. No, easy. No. See, I I was always operate under under the assumption that this is one of your favorite movies, just because you were so insistent on including it. It's Carrie's. It's Carrie's absolute favorite. She won't shut up about it. She has made threats that she will come on the show for like maybe the first real time, like you know the whole show, not uh-huh. just like her voice for uh-huh. a couple minutes. Um, if we do the ver- the burbs, we'll so, get her in here. Where is she? Is no, no. It's, you want to talk about enigmatic? I learned from the from the god of enigma. Yeah, he is not around. Um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a um, it's a cult classic, is what it is. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those movies that you watched it, you remember it, and it was very popular. But then, if you think about it, you're like, why though? Why why is that movie stuck in my head? There's nothing truly notable about it, and that's probably why it's so notable. Yeah, is that it? <laughs> it does really um, capture the the boredom and the petty drama <laughs> that can be created in suburbia. Where it's it, like people it's, have to have to create things to get upset about in the suburbs. I think I think you're really I think you've actually hit the the real nail on the head of this thing. I mean that's the sat I mean that's the satire of the movie is oh yeah is like you know you <laughs> you go on YouTube and you see all these like epic neighbor battles between property lines. Yeah. You know, and fences, and it's amazing how petty and and heated people can get over, you know, eleven inches of soil. Yeah, like, and it's like shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah, I I get it. Like it is, it is important to draw those property lines, but then you like get into these battles or or just weird stuff like neighbor stories are are amazing like nightmare neighbor stories because there's just crazy people out there and sometimes you move next to them and it's one of those things when you're buying a house it, it it's the craziest thing to me like i'll spend months i'll spend months deciding on a product that costs like twenty dollars on amazon i'll be like doing compare and contrast and read reviews and like really nail it down of like, I, I feel secure now after months of research 
this is the pen I want to buy. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll use it once or twice every six months. It's a good or so. pen. It's a good pen. It gives me really a lot of satisfaction. Um, same with, like, major purchases like cars and stuff. Like, you research it. For some reason, the biggest purchase in your life, your house, you go in and you stand around in it for ten minutes and you're like, yeah, this one. <laughs> it's like... You, I mean, sure, you do, like, the inspections and stuff, but, like, literally, the decision-making process of, like, when you find the house that you're going to buy, like, it goes so quick, mm-hmm. you know? I Yeah, no, there's, there's and a then, big And element. then the other, the other, like, all the important factors, like, who am I living next to? It's like, oh, eh, yeah. who cares? Well, you can't know that there's stuff that right. you ju- the, the the problem with houses is to many, if not most people, they're just big black boxes. You right. know everything about them. You know it's like well, it's a house, uh-huh. like it's standing. Like to, like to me, it's like is the house like sound? You know, uh-huh. <laughs> like how many problems does it have? Right? Are they a big problem? Like we sold our house, uh, you know, last year and. Uh, and the people who were coming in through the biggest conniption fits about the most insane things I could possibly imagine and are actually like calling my old neighbors, call them up and be like, well, how's it going? They're like, they fucking hate you. <laughs> Me. They're like, David, these new people fucking despise you and hated the things that you did to your house. I was like, what? <laughs> Why'd they buy it? And they hated it so much. And me, well, like, what made them, like, what? I ha- like, I bought this house from somebody. I'm happy, like, they sold it to me. Like, I was just like, they did good. Like, I don't know. Like, I liked the house. It's a good house. I bought it because I liked it. But these people who bought it from me are like, that fucking guy. And it's like, bitch, I didn't come in there and force you to buy my house. Anyway, I don't know. The, what were the things that they didn't like about it? That, every, that, anything. It was just like the backyard. They were like, this fucking, what is this? Like, your backyard was fantastic. It was fucking bitching, dude. <laughs> it was a fantastic backyard. I know. I spent, a, I spent thousands of hours on that backyard. Anyway. But, yeah, uh, that's but, like, that's silly. But that's, it's like but a, that's, buying, but buying that's a house what this that, movie's that's what this movie's about. That yeah. the psychology of all of that is like this minutia of like being angry at the next guy or this guy or or like being scared or, or mm-hmm. fabricating stuff out of just nothing. Like uh, I hear a car door close at night. What it was? It was it a killer? It's a. It's certainly it's a killer. And it's like yeah yeah no. It's just boring old suburbia. Yeah. So. um I, I get it why it's it has staying power just because well obviously Tom Hanks is in it and he mm-hmm. kind of carries it on his shoulders, um, and yeah it's just it's just a it taps into that um, suburban melodrama mm-hmm. of like <clears throat> people gossiping and not really knowing that much about their neighbors and like wondering what the weird stuff they do is all about mm-hmm. um yeah i wouldn't give it as high of a score i'd score it like six out of ten 
it's I'd okay. Say that's, I'd it's, say that's very fair, Bryce. It's good. It's it's fine. It's not like it doesn't blow me away. I don't think about it often, other than when someone brings up the Burbs. You know, <laughs> like yeah, it's it's a unique movie in the tone and like the uh, you know kind of the fake out stuff that they do throughout um but yeah it's um it's easy breezy it is what it is you know yeah true and you know it has wendy shaw who is gorgeous Mm -hmm. gorgeous and i love her and she should have been in more things. She was in Inner Space. Did you ever see Inner Space? I think you've said oh, I loved Inner Space. <laughs> yeah. Inner Space she, was one of my favorite movies growing two, up. Two years prior was in Inner Space and Batteries Not Included, which I don't know what that is. I don't. Uh... Oh, that was the. I've seen that too. That was like <laughs> little alien, tiny uh, spaceships, robots things. Oh. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Man, they could they could do a remake of that just just because how popular drones are. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I feel like there's a bunch of movies that are just like on the edge, like Short Circuit. You know, it's coming back. It, how could it not? They do redo everything. Yeah, we got to get like a super super like inappropriate uh, Indian. Uh, brown face person. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Did you realize that that the uh, the the Indian um, scientist in Short Circuit was not Indian? It was Fisher Stevens? I don't. I don't know. Search don't Fisher. Know search you... Fisher Stevens on no, on IMDb. Do Short Circuit. Oh wow! Okay. So, oh Fisher Stevens. Whoa! What? No way! Oh, that's so inappropriate! Oh my it, it god! It is like if you watch it, you're like, "Holy shit, Fisher Stevens!" Wait. Okay, so the Indian guy in Short Circuit yeah. is a fucking white guy, is yeah. what Bryce is saying. Fisher C- Stevens. Is wow! I'm, I'm <laughs> this is a, a short circuit. I got to see pictures of this now, because whoa, whoa! I'm fucking. Oh my god! Oh my god! Let me fi- see if I can pull up a clip real quick. Hey, you know what? A- <laughs> Well, the last time I am seeing him, he is busy vomiting. Well, the cat is dragged in a sight for four eyes. That is for Oh, sure. my gosh. You look dreadful. Oh, Chano, this is a barrel of monkeys. Oh, let us go scrape up some female chicks. An opportunity to spread some your legs. female chicks. Good okay, so this is actually a good segue into that. <laughs> and then Fish, uh, Fisher Stevens, just that if you're link not, that I sent not you, familiar, is this, this guy. Is actually, this is actually a good segue into that link that I sent you. Over, uh, 
You don't don't play it. <laughs> don't play it. Um, uh, anyway, so <laughs> uh, I just got what you're doing. Yeah, no. Anyway, um, if you're listening to these commercials, you should know that you do not have to. You can uh, you can head on over to our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/HorrorMovieTalk, and you can get all co- all kinds of extras over there. We got feet. Uh, videos. We got uh, reviews of movies that uh, haven't gone public, uh, like thirty or forty of them. I don't know, a whole bunch. Um, and uh, and you get to support the show for you know pennies on the day. Uh, so head on over there uh, and uh, and do your best, and we'll do our best. Uh, you can also support us by going to horrormovietalk.com/shop, buying a shirt, buying a sticker, buying a coaster, buying you know. Uh, whatever we got and you can check out the guy who did all the art on all that stuff whose name's Dustin Goble he's a pretty cool dude uh, he's a professional artist and he has helped out the show for a long time so the least you can do is toss him a follow over on Instagram by going to at dgoble00 that's at d-g-o-e-b-e-l-0-0 on Insta make your artistic dreams come true tell them we sent you and call the show at 682-253-4468 thanks again for listening and let's get into spoilers yeah We're just going to double up the transition music on this one. Yeah. Mm. Because of our sponsor. Powered by Riverside. Who said that? So here we go. It's uh, quiet suburbs with fun characters. You got Bruce Dern, who Carrie just loves. She anytime he's on the screen in this movie, she's just like, <laughs> "That's a Bruce Dern. He's doing so good." And I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, Bruce it. Dern is one of those actors where people like absolutely love him, and then you're like, "Why that?" that guy but then when you like step back and like really appreciate what he brings to the characters it's a very subtle off kilter you know performance yeah he's a person um yeah yeah, a believable person Mm -hmm. um he's definitely the most real person in this movie he's not just a stereotype yeah. Like uh Ducoman. Uh he's not just like the most uh vanilla normal man uh person in the entire world, Ooh. Tom Hanks. Well, no, I think he's still kind of a caricature of like the military vet kind of but thing. But that's so specific is what I'm saying. Like is you know, he's he's a specific person. I don't know. Anyway. 
he's, he's and he's pretty specific in all of his roles. Yeah, um, he he brings a lot of intensity into into his roles. I got to tell you, uh, it's kind of weird. Now, just now, I'm just realizing it, but Castaway has just been in my head for like a month, and really? all, all the time. And I think it's because Bruce Stern's not in Castaway. <laughs> No, he's not. <laughs> That's a good point. Wow. Snap back to reality. Thanks for bringing me back. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, you know, I'm now I'm like my, I, I go out and, uh, and fix problems a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and it's so scary on the front end of it. It's like, fix this shit i roll uh-huh. up on it and say i'm gonna do it and then am i gonna do it and then every time most of the time i do mm-hmm. and uh and the feeling that i get from that is unmatched it's it's like the highest high it's like right and and every time you the, think of i created fire ah, <laughs> ah, have made fire <laughs> and he's got his arms out and he's ah, i have made fire and i just i just but that gets me thinking about the rest of the movie Mm. and i love the rest of that movie it's so unassuming and it's so stark it comes Mm -hmm. out at you it's like oh this is a fucking plane crash oh my god it's fucking going down you know it starts out so intense and it and it continues in that way but in a weird sort of like you know being alone on an island in the pacific is so specifically lonely. <laughs> it's like the quintessential, like, like, can you do it kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I really like that movie. I, mean, I think I'm going to go back and watch it. But then also, like, everything changes, you know? Like, he's like, if I could just get back to my life. And, uh, and then he gets back, and they're like, dude, we fucking thought you were dead. Like, I held out hope for years. You should be fucking proud of me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's like, but his life is completely fucked, you know? Right, yeah. But that's how life is, you know? It's like, yeah, it all... Anyway. Yeah. Anywho, the burbs. Ugh. God, I could be talking about fucking Castaway. Um, yeah, my second note in this is, this movie is boring and I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you texted me the other night, and you're like, this, there's not much meat on the bones here. It's just... Uh, I don't know. You, you, know what the any... movie, you know what the movie feels like? What? It feels like the entire movie is kind of the first act of every 80s movie. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like, it's just... You know that, that first act where it's like <laughs> establishing this person is has a comfortable life in the suburbs with his family and everything was going fine until, and the until doesn't come until the epilogue of this movie. (laughs) Like basically (laughs) the movie's finished and then the thing actually happens, you know, at the end where the reveal and that's, that's it. It's mostly, it's, it's just locking you into, Everyone's comfortable with life, and nothing ever goes wrong 
Um, well, Carrie, so Carrie, I was bagging on this movie as we were watching it. And, uh, you know, Carrie loves this maybe more than any other movie. And, uh, and so she was, you know, rightfully defending herself and criticizing me, making me feel like a, a small man. Uh-huh. And, um, and she pointed out, she's like, well, yeah, but you're not a suburbanite. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I lived in the sub. I've, I, I mean, I don't na- I don't really live in the suburbs now. Kind of. But, you know, I lived in the suburbs for like 15, uh-huh. 16 years. She's like, she's like, bitch. Because Carrie's 50. So she's like, I lived there for 50 years. She's not 50. I'm just getting back. At it. <laughs> I was going to um, say, Carrie's 50? <laughs> yeah, she lived in the suburb for 50 years. Uh, <laughs> 50's not a believable number. We'll say 51. Um, so... Yeah, she she did she did point out that she grew up like I grew up pretty rural. She's like, yeah, but this is like, like you didn't grow up like looking out your windows and like looking at the people across the street and like getting an arrow shot. She, her neighbor shot her dog with an arrow. Jesus. <laughs> and and her, did it die? Uh, no, it came walking home. It was like ah, <laughs> it's like fucking help me. And then they like nursed it back to you know the neighbor kid like for christmas or a birthday or something got a bow and arrow oh it was just an accident it wasn't a psychopath oh i mean you know why not (laughs) i was i was thinking like a a bruce dern from from the second story window is like i mean yeah basically but you know and then like in her neighborhood, there's the lady across the street who, if she opens her garage, like like an avalanche of boxes just goes <laughs> like it's, it's they have all these characters, you yeah. know. And so she's like, yeah, but this is literally my life, you know, like and and I'm curious because you I mean, you similarly like you live a mile, maybe maybe a half a mile from where you grew up. Right. Yeah, for for the most part, like so we moved, you've, uh, we you've moved been here suburban when I was, from birth. Yeah, I mean, we moved here when I was five or six, and before then, we were in another su- suburb. Mm. But I mean, no, I don't remember much like neighborhood drama. It's like for me, like the the truth of suburbia is like every everyone just ignores each other, like. You don't really know your neighbors. You know, like, one or two that you know outside of the neighborhood. Mm. <laughs> like, our neighbors, like, right to the right of us were um, in church with us. And then the other neighbors that we knew in the neighborhood were usually, like, to the uh, right? acquainted, acquainted <laughs> through. <laughs> to the right. <laughs> acquainted through um, school or something like that or our church but yeah like any any neighborhood any neighbor that we didn't have like a outside of the neighborhood relationship like you just wave and go on and i think we lived in neighborhoods that were affluent enough that there was very little drama i don't know if that's a thing to like if that's an accurate statement because i'm sure like there's affluent people that are crazy and create a lot of drama but usually with neighbors like like in our neighborhood now where where we live like there's a house that's like partying 
mm. all the time. Yeah. And there's like 20 cars going in and out of it. Not now, but it used to. So like those kind of houses create drama in the neighborhood or like there's the nosy neighbors that are just let you know that they're watching you. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the the makeshift neighborhood watch of like, I see everything. You're like, <laughs> that's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, story time. Go ahead. What is it? <clears throat> what happened? Yeah, I can't I can't remember what it was, but it was like our, our neighbor that used to live like across the street, like at the T intersection. Um Yeah. She would just She got she got big old booty on her. Big old butt. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know. I seen it. But uh yeah, she would she would talk with Aaron about the other neighbor that like was having parties and stuff and you could get the distinct impression that she was just at the window a lot <laughs> you know watching yeah being overwatch for the neighborhood um yeah but no i mean not a lot of drama on, on my end I've, I've been pretty lucky and i think that's like the stories that you hear of like the the neighbor lottery of having the crazy person next to you and really, the only answer is like you just got to move. You just got to move. <laughs> you it's can't. So there's fucking no rough. There's no way around it. Like if you got someone that's going to create drama and like make your life a living hell, they can. There's nothing you can do about it. Because what are the cops going to do? Kick them out of the house that they own. Right. Yeah. It's it's the one get a restraining argument. order to to keep them away, like three hundred yards away from you. But their house is. Yeah. 50 feet away from you like well that's not gonna work yeah it's the one rational argument for an hoa which is like get the fuck out of here crazy but of course absolute power corrupts absolutely <laughs> right. and there is no one more easily corruptible than a suburban mom um, <laughs> just give me a taste I'll fucking I'll fucking axe all of them. Um. Well, a bit of trivia. Uh, speaking about housewives, um, this movie was filmed on the Universal backlot, and previously the whole neighborhood was like the Desperate Housewives neighborhood. Oh no shit! Oh, yeah, a yeah. lot. Of, a lot of the houses were used in other productions. There was one that was, I think, uh, Corey Feldman's house was the Munsters' house, I think, or was in the Munsters. Uh, okay. Tom Hanks's house was in like Leave It to Beaver. Um, so yeah, it's a. You'll Dude. see these houses in other, other films. So I'm just gonna loop back here to Fisher Stevens in this fucking abomination of thing <laughs> short that circuit. he did in Short Circuit, uh, which I haven't heard very much about uh, ever. But do you know he was in Asteroid City, which we just reviewed? Um, I don't. I mean, he blends in. What was what was he in Asteroid City? He was detective number one. Oh, I can't okay. believe he still gets work after that. Like it's like it's this this is that's as insane as who's the Canadian prime minister, dude? Who's that dude, fucking guy? There's there's so many like. Who's working actors in the in the eighties and nineties that were just straight up blackface, more or less for for other races. Ah, um, uh, yeah, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, 
fucking full-on blackface not long ago. <laughs> it's like... You know, yeah, I mean, like, like Indian... But we really need to... Shut the fuck up. It's like, it's here, like Hollywood... Weirdo. Yeah, it's like entertainment. They begrudgingly <laughs> accepted, like, okay, we can't... Let us go pick up some girls. We can't do Whoa. black. We can't do blackface anymore. Like uh, Hank we've Azaria, all agreed that that Hank Azaria okay. is still apologizing for a poo. Right, but then they they just realize like, oh hey, here's here's a treasure trove of of uh, weird ethnicity ethnicities that we can uh, paint our faces as. So like. Uh, Asian, anything Asian or Indo-Asian is like What's free game. Like Indian, Asian, mm. Muslim, like mm. that was all that was all free game until pretty recently. Like I think the man who got in tr- yeah, like Hank Azaria Dude, recently. Hank Azaria has has been the most outspoken person in being like a poo is inappropriate. And they're fucking angry at him still like it's like what yeah i don't know and then so now like the only thing you can really make fun you can still make fun of the italians like Mm. and that's yeah is it gonna get to a point where we can't like be ah mamma mia the question you're asking is is there a point where italians will stop being cool and the answer is no (laughs) you know it's it's like you know it's 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 like trying to brand Latinos or you know the Hispanic community as Latinx, and they're like, "Can you fuck off out of here with this bullshit, please?" <laughs> and like, no, that's what you are. I'm white, so I know. <laughs> it's like he's like, "Get the fuck out of here," and and you know that whole culture is like, "You guys are gay." <laughs> it's like, okay. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, we're getting way off topic here, but are we? Um, I watched. Uh, I watched Shane Gillis's. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Isn't that such a throwback? Like, yeah. oh yeah, just casually throwing out gay and retarded. Yeah, yeah, and like, and, but it's just. But like, not only that, his his callbacks are really understated. And right. so, and so the, there's a theme of, of just like, of just like, uh, homosexuality as a threat throughout the whole thing. It's just like, yeah, yeah you don't want, you don't want to be raped, do you? It's like, no, it's, uh, it's a very funny, uh, very funny stand up. Dude, I, Gillis. that special is shockingly Bryce and David. Really like Shane Gillis. Who knew? Right. <laughs> Who could yeah. tell? But I mean, honestly, like out it's of almost like stereotypes work or something. Out of the specials that have come out in the last like three or four years, like that one's probably yeah. the best. Like, I really like. Dog I, was pretty good. Well, no, that was like seven years ago or something. That was no. that was a while ago. No, Hit- Hitler's dog was like almost a decade ago. No, it was not. Yeah, it was. No. No, it was no, it was six years ago. Um, <laughs> I googled Hitler's dog, Blondie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> no, it was twenty seventeen. It was six years ago. Yeah, so I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you can't mess with Norm, but like from the last three years or so, like I think the only ones that like I I, I wanted to like um, 
uh, Tom Segura's latest one more. I think you did. It's just I think you liked it. I liked it. It's yeah. just not. It didn't blow me away as much of his old specials. The Nate Bargatze one was really good. The the latest Nate Bargatze I don't know one, but but uh, Shane Gillis is he's on another level right now. Like even even though like there's a bit of repetition between his first yeah. special and this one, like it's he really leans he, a little. He changes it up enough to where it's it feels really new and it's like just different riffs basically i um, am tired of him mentioning how how retarded he looks <laughs> he really crutches around on that a lot um but you know he does yeah um <laughs> so anyway uh back to the burbs so we got you know uh we got you know the group of guys hanging out every oh night. yeah we haven't talked anything about the <laughs> They, we got the, the group plot. of guys hanging out every night talking about, you know, what ha- what's the weird, what's the scoop today, which is kind of, you know, it's a little bit, uh, you know, it's a little bit, uh, you know, a little feminine for a bunch of guys to just be gossiping around, you know, mm-hmm. it's, a little, it's not my taste. Um, and, uh, and then the, and then one night the, the basement over at the Clopex explodes and that's like I feel like that kind of thing has happened to me before where I'm where I see some fucking shit and no one believes me about mm-hmm. like it's like no it was incredible and <laughs> and everyone's like yeah but you're there's a little bit of the boy who cried wolf going on here and it's like well yeah I was drinking so you know um and then you know and then the Klopek kid who's just like the most like creepy ginger stepchild guy behind Bryce. He's right behind you. Oh my God. Um, (laughs) uh, He comes out and, you know, drives his car out the, like, that's actually kind of funny. He drives his, he opens the garage to drive the car out 16 feet to put the trash can on the curb. Mm -hmm. That's why he drove the car out Uh was to go 16 feet. And then he, and then he puts a, you know, a bag in the trash. Yeah, and he a heavy, hits heavy, it with a shovel. lumpy bag. Yeah, yeah, hits it with a shovel. Looks like a body's in there. Well, Carrie's just going off at that part because she's like, "My mom did that every week." I was like, "What? Took a body out to the trash?" She's like, "No, hit it with a shovel to make it go down so that they wouldn't get charged." You know, so they could. You know, she's like, "This is just literally my childhood. It's just like the whole thing coming washing back." Again, this is probably, you know, you were probably onto something when you said, you know, you guys were well off because you guys didn't care. So there was no shovel hitting. There was just a second trash can that appeared. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys like bought another trash can and put it out on the curb. Yeah, we would just hire a Sherpa to take our extra bags to the dump. Right. You know, the second trash can, not even. It's just mm-hmm. like, mm, OK, Um look, you brought it up. I, did, I don't I don't you seem like you may. I don't I'm not trying to bag on you for being. I think I saw a thing in, in the, the trivia about Courtney Gaines, the guy that plays the this guy. Mm. Like, basically, he he walked into the the uh, casting room. And they're like, "Well, that's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's it." He's like, "Man, you you look at him in this film. You're like, how did they find this guy?" 
because it, yeah. it looks like you didn't even do a casting call. You just went into the Appalachian Mountains and just oh, pointed he at was someone. Malachi from from the the actual worst movie ever made, Children of the Corn. Mm. Man, we really fucking. We he, really I mean, he looks good now. Like it's one of those things where, like, oh, he got his teeth fixed now. He's a good-looking guy, yeah. but probably also gave up his entire acting career because of it. Because <laughs> um, everything he's in is, he's featured as the bucktooth weird-looking guy. Okay, I got an, I got another thing to throw us off topic here a little bit, you know, a little bit. But uh, so, do you remember when we were young and we're just starting horror movie talk, and we're so fucking jazzed to be like, you know, watching horror movies, and you know, you come over to my house or I go over to your house, and, and we'd uh-huh. watch, we'd watch like an extra movie, even like we'd uh-huh. get done, we'd be like, but we got to do more homework. Uh-huh. And then one night we sat down and we watched Children of the Corn. And neither of us had ever seen it before. Mm-hmm. And we were like, well, this is like a staple. This is like a right. tentpole classic. This is important. We sat, we sat down and watched it, and it was just such a fucking piece of shit. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. It was so boring. Oh, It was, it was bad. Oh. It was real bad. Oh. And there's like 11 of those. Yeah, I mean, there's it's it's hard to like differentiate because there's like 10 different movies that are basically a bunch of creepy kids there's mm. children of the corn and then there's like village of the damned mm. and those like combine in my head I'm like which yeah one village is of which? the damned was good um <laughs> children of the corn i mean better than children of the corn um oof, yeah children of the corn was garbage we've really dodged quite a bullet it's kind of weird that it doesn't like why did it was a big deal when we were kids. You remember that? Like, children, everybody would talk about it. But mm-hmm. I feel like it is, it, is, it is one of the few movies that has kind of fought. Fa- I think that's what it is. Like, you'd, you'd hear late night TV shows or, or someone, like, see a creepy kid and you're like, geez, we're from the children of the corn or something. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great title to reference. It's better yeah. than, like, yeah, it's one of those village of the damned kids yeah like it's a little too much on the nose children of the corn is light enough to reference in pop culture yeah but it ends up being a supremely shitty movie <laughs> yeah there's just some movies that just fall to the bottom of the barrel like sediment you know and that's and that's children of the corn you know pumpkin head oof i'm gonna see how many people i can piss off here like uh oh man what are some what are some other popular ones that just don't don't stand up at all but the burbs um <laughs> the back <laughs> um yeah there's i mean honestly the tentpole um franchises in horror are pretty terrible if you just sit down and watch them like friday the 13th nightmare on elm street Halloween. What are you doing? I oh mean, my God. <laughs> just sit down and watch him as a movie, and you're like, it's uh, yeah. pretty rough. Pretty, 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 pretty rough. Oh, this is suicide. What have you, what have you done? I'm sorry. I'm just not. As if we haven't alienated enough. Like, people. you can, you can interchange oh them. They're He's... so n- not notable. Like, if you were if you were to like switch masks of 
Michael Myers and Jason, do you think you'd really be able to tell a difference which is a Halloween movie or a Friday the 13th movie? Uh, Bryce, yeah. One would go, (laughs) (laughs) and the other would go, you know. Yeah. yeah, you'd know. It's completely the music, different. the music, they have a Bluetooth speaker in their pants and they walk around. Like Nightmare is unique, but from yeah. all accounts, like the sequels are awful. Like, oh man, oh man, I'm getting <laughs> chills. Why are you doing this to us? Uh, no, you're, you know, you're right. Am I wrong? Oh, what? I can't sneeze? <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. I wonder how many Corey Feldman movies we've reviewed. Because this is is a Corey Feldman movie. Yeah. There's not not many, I don't think. I I don't think we ever reviewed. Was he in The Lost Boys? Uh, Gremlins. Gremlins he was was in. in. Oh, we haven't reviewed Friday the 13th, the final chapter yet. That's right. Um, Let's see. Let's see. We haven't reviewed Stand By Me. Uh, How many Corey Feldman movies have we reviewed? I think that might be it. Have we reviewed Mark and Mindy? No. <laughs> Gremlins. Um, oh, uh, Critters. He Was he in Critters? Who am I thinking of? I don't think he was in Critters. I don't think he was in Critters. Never mind. Um, yeah, I think... Did we review Meatballs 4? (laughs) No. Um, did we ever review The Crow Stairway to Heaven? No. I was gonna, I was gonna ask that if you weren't. Um, Yeah, no, I think this is, so, just two, just, um, just Gremlins and, um... Yeah. You know, he was in Katy Perry's music video last Friday night. I watched mm-hmm. that with my girl all the time. We both enjoy it for different reasons. Man, that's a that's an earworm of a song. Holy shit. Oh, my like, gosh. It's uh, a banger. Yeah, yeah. Katy Perry's got some. And that music video is fantastic. It's great. It's great. Yeah, no. Yeah, I've got Charlotte on, like, onto my favorite pastime, which is just <gasps> sitting around and watching music videos. You know, technically... Tangentially, uh, he was also in J.J. Uh, Villard's Fairy Tales, <gasps> which we... Which actually sponsored the show. Which uh, sponsored the show, way. and we interviewed the creator of it. But I don't think we ever actually talked about the show. So, the Anyways, guys, moving the on, the burbs. The burbs. We're, we're doing everything we can to not talk about this fucking movie. Let's well, listen, so they start digging up the backyard, and they try not to get caught. Ducumin is I'm just so irritated by Ducumin in this movie. Uh, I, he's so, he, all his jokes, like, it feels like he's, um, like, uh, spitballing his lines, but with just total shit, like, not a funny person. It's like, you should have gotten John Candy to do this, and it would have been good. Um yeah, and, and this guy is just—I don't know what he's doing, but he's—it's just not good. I don't—I don't like it. Um, well, yeah, it's funny. The the uh, another bit of trivia is this was filmed and kind of timely. It was filmed during the 1988 writers' union strike. 
And so they couldn't do any rewrites, and Joe Dante would encourage them to ad-lib. And so there's a couple ad-libs that are in the movie that are really good, but I wonder if that's what you're feeling is, Rick, do come in. That's what you say when, when someone knocks on your door and you're... Do come in. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what you're feeling. Maybe he's like uh, doing some ad-libbing and they're just not working. They're just not funny. Yeah, it's just not it's just not very good. Uh, I don't. Oh wow, Dukeman was in Little Monsters also, and Gremlins too. Very busy in these two or three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, scary oh. movie. And Groundhog Day. Anyways, yeah. Um. So yeah, Dukeman coming in with a lot of ab libbing that's just garbage uh, and bad. Um, and I, I don't like it. However, I do like Bruce Dern's wife. Uh, as I said, Shaw, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember her first name, but Shaw is her last name. Wendy Shaw. Gorgeous. Real stunner. Knockout. I love her. Um, and, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So the guys come up with this theory that Walter was a human sacrifice to the, uh, what you call them, Clopex. And uh, and so they make every attempt they can to get into the Klopex house and uh, they all fail miserably. So, of course, because they're they're stupid guys. Guys are so stupid. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about guys, Bryce. They're so stupid. And so the only way they can get into the house is when their wives come up with a much smarter plan that actually works. Uh, Just go and be friendly and bring them some brownies. And uh, and so they get into the house that way. And then they spend like a half hour of the movie in this scene. This is mm-hmm. this. This is the whole second act, basically, is the wife's plan to get into the house. And, you know, it's which is ironic because the wives are just kind of irritated that Carrie Fisher's like, can we not? But then like feeds into the whole thing, too, which is strangely suburban um, and, uh, you know, ends up at antagonizing the guys you know getting them all riled up because a bunch of bullshit goes down in this house bryce i have a question are the clopex gay three guys in a house all alone two of them older one's real ugly one's real put together got some money got a little fuck boy in the basement you know it's let's say it's gay coded So do you think they're being discriminated against because they're gay? Yes. Cracking the case wide open. Horror Movie mm. Talk Plus coming in, dropping knowledge bombs on you. Um, yeah, I think they're gay. We cracked the case. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that scene is is great because it's it toes the line. The whole movie, you're like... What it's playing with the whole time is like, are they making something out of absolutely nothing? And there's no evidence to like give them that there's actually something. But this scene is like where it could be the turning point. And they just toe the line enough to where they're just very, very weird. Yeah. You know? And there's nothing really wrong other than they're weird people living in a weird environment. Yeah. 
and uh, there's zero answers. Like even even like the um the stuff where it's like trying to ease your mind. You're like, oh, yeah, but that's so weird. Like um, yeah. the doctor. What, what was he a doctor of? I can't remember. I don't know. He was some kind of doctor, but like he had a bunch of like explanations for like why weird stuff was happening or why they were leaving at weird hours. And uh, you're like, oh, okay. But you're still not really put at ease at all. Um, Yeah, I mean, the the story is basically Tom Hanks' character trying to like have a relaxing time off work. And he gets caught up in all these dramatics that his neighbors thrust upon him. And then he gets um, wrapped up into the group think of it. And that's like where, where the, the satire, like the, the comedy comes from is like, Tom Hanks just wants to be left alone and have a nice day where he does nothing. Mm -hmm. And somehow he's like been brainwashed into thinking that his neighbors are killers and there's bodies stuffed in the, in the ground. Uh, granted, you know, they find a femur, so that's not nothing. (laughs) Yeah, it's not nothing. What was that? Where was that from? How did they they did they t- tie everything up? Um well, at the end, um they discover that yeah, they did kill a bunch of people because their trunk was full of human bones. Right. And the doctor right. tries to kill Tom Hanks because he thinks that he saw the skull. I've seen this movie face. so many times and I honestly couldn't I I can't I I could not have told you that. I, I I've seen it. I remember that happening. It just doesn't stick in my head because it's so. It's at the end. It's way back past the end. Right. Because I mean, the fake out is like they never find anything right. in the house, and they get arrested by the cops. Like that's that's the whole of the movie. Is like, oh, they're they're the crazy neighbors, and there's the whole monologue, which is Tom Hanks just like throttling. Um, his neighbor and saying like we're the crazy ones don't you see like mm-hmm. yeah we're we're the ones like blowing up our neighbor's house and then and then they just tack on to the end which would have been a pretty interesting ending if they had just left it at that of like oh we're insane and nothing happened there's just weird people that exist um like you almost want it to be like brave and just leave it there but of course they they can't they got to tack on like Actually, no, we're killers, and we're going to kill you. And the end, bye. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a confusing way to end it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, and, uh, and, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's beloved. So mm-hmm. there you go. I will say that my favorite part of this movie, <laughs> and I had to rewind it a couple times because it was great, is Bruce Dern falling off the roof. Um it's so, like, you know, we, we've said this many times on the show, but it just bears repeating. Physical comedy is a hard thing to pull off well. Maybe the hardest thing to yeah. have, to really have hit. Because think of how many times you've seen physical comedy and you've just been like, blank face. Just nothing. Mm-hmm. Just like, mm-hmm, okay. Um, and so this this scene where Preston <laughs> falls off the roof... Gets me every time because it's fucking because it's 
it's a real rip and fall. Like, it's just like, it's exactly how you would fall off a roof, which is like, oh, ooh. <laughs> and it happens so fast. Um, so the, the stuntman really did a great job on this one because and the way they chose to position him where he hits, where he starts falling down one surface of a roof, hits another roof, like rolls. Here we go. <laughs> it kills me i fucking love it because <laughs> there's a moment of hope where he lands on his feet he's like he just rolled off he just hit a roof rolled off another roof lands on his feet but is still skidding he's like <laughs> do it again i gotta see it again i want to see it again oh yeah i love it hey Mr. B. Oh, yeah. Where are we? Yo, Rumsfield! <laughs> Shut the front door. That is... <coughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, really makes my day. I love that. Because... Oh, <laughs> Spend some time on roofs, man. I I feel that. I'm like, I don't want to fall off of this real bad. I don't really most most of my life has been spent avoiding this. Um, you know, we just finished Friends, oh. um, and uh, and I will say, I, I don't think David Schwimmer gets his gets his due. That dude is a fucking monster of physical comedy. Hmm. like and it's subtle too it's not like you know it's not like yuck yuck kind of like you know hit you between the eyes kind of stuff it's his face and his exaggerated reactions and his movements are Hmm. just he's subtly one of the very 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 best at physical comedy i mean he just crushes it um have you you've never sat down and watched friends from front to finish huh I don't, I'm not sure I've seen an entire episode of Friends, to be honest. Okay, you, but, okay, so this is kind of weird, because more than anybody I've ever met, you come to me lamenting, like, multiple times throughout the years, like, I think Jennifer Aniston may like me. Like, you, uh-huh. you feel like, it's true. And listen, there, it, this, the amount of that in this show is, it's, so fulfilling. It's like a uh-huh. whole lifetime of her right. staring deeply into your eyes and her uh-huh. nipples also staring deeply into your eyes. <laughs> uh-huh. And you're yeah. just being like, oh, you're the best. I love you. Yeah. Why I won't mean, you watch it? Watch it. I just. I'm a snob about it. Like, I just always compare it to Seinfeld. I'm like. Oh, they're not comparable. They're not the same at all. It's like such a, I don't know, when I, the thing about a sitcom is you have to be invested in the characters and like, and the the setups are funnier than the payoffs when you understand the characters that you're dealing with. Mm. Like that, this, it's literally, the comedy is in the situation that you Mm. put them in. Um, and I don't know, I'm just not... 
like the whole Joey Chandler. I think it's like Joey and Chandler just bother me for some reason, just because it's like Joey's the best. A little too broad, a little too obvious of jokes. It's a very, I don't know. I I I get it. I need to give it a chance or whatever. But there are. I'll tell you what. In terms of situation, situational comedies, like I have not laughed harder than watching Modern Family. Modern mm. Family is just fantastic. Is um, there is there a character? So a big element is this Jennifer Aniston role where you just I'm just in love with her and like. Uh-huh. TNG has it, you know, and Marina Sirtis and Gates McFadden, where uh-huh. it's like, yeah. you're so hot. Hot, yeah. hot, hot, hot. <laughs> yeah. Gates McFadden comes in. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so, yeah, the burbs. There it is. Uh, <laughs> we're done with it. It's over. Whatever. It, it gets a nine out of ten. Whatever the burps. <laughs> nine out of ten. Horror movie talk says it. We're doing it. And uh, now we come in over to the voicemail. We type into the Google search box. We go voice. Then it comes up. We switch from our personal account. We go over to whole movie talk account. Then we bring up your calls. Of course, it's all the usual suspects. Today we got Sam from Indianapolis. We got Michael from Virginia, and we got Beatrice. And then, you know, Robert the Farter's in there, too. So let's uh, let's hear from Sam on September 6th, his second one. Hold on. I'm slow. Oh, we got to hang on. I got to play the... Wait, where are we... Do we just um, have two? Yeah, so the second one from Sam. September 6th at 7.34 a.m. Wow, Sam. I'm getting a little early there, buddy. <laughs> oh, you must have been listening to these while I wasn't looking. Yeah, I clicked them to see what they were saying. All right. Hey, this is Sam from Indianapolis. Um, you guys are talking about drive-ins and stuff. Uh, I just went to the drive-in this weekend for the first time in I don't know how long for a triple feature, which saying it out loud, but you know, um, it's fucking stupid. That's way too long to spend at a drive-in. Holy but God. it was a showing of Poultrygeist mm. and Zombievers and the new release Slaughterhouse. And I, it's because I hate myself, I guess. Um, it was a terrible time. <laughs> Fuck the drive-in. Wow. That sounds so horrible. If you're going to see a triple feature and you're not getting a hand job for two of those like what are you doing with your Just life like no no lotion raw hand mm-hmm. high friction Lo- lauren bobert action <laughs> dude <laughs> what time must that have started at because for a drive-in to even work it's got to be dark out right. a triple feature Driving that had to last nine goddamn hours <laughs> well it sounds like they're all b horror movies so they're probably all like 80 to 90 minutes still yeah 25 hours later sam don't do that to yourself rough treat treat yourself 
Hey guys, it's Michael from Virginia. Um, hope you can hear me over the sound of the fans. It's really hot here and driving. Um, anyway, listening to the uh, Human Centipede first sequence commentary because I can't watch that again. Um, it's been great so far. Just got to the part where you're talking about somebody like actually throwing up on the screen. Um, I'm pretty sure I read a long time ago the uh, one of the guys in the first Hatchet movie. Um, I believe it's the same actor that plays the kind of robot guy on Grandma's Boy, and I think he's in Dodgeball also, and I'm blanking on his name. Joel David um, Moore. But <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I read that he can do that on cue. So he drank some mixture of, like, clam juice and orange juice oh. and maybe ate mac and cheese or something. And so when he gets sick in that movie, like, that's him actually getting sick, like, on cue. And it's really gross. So if you have a hankering to see something like that, uh, pick up uh, the hatchet and uh, watch for that scene. So, yeah, anyway, I uh, hope you all are doing well, staying cool in the heat. And... Uh, yeah, keep, keep on keeping on. Yeah. Uh, Joel, did, we, did we watch Hatchet? <clears throat> yeah, we did. What did we mm -hmm. do that for? Because we didn't what? review it. Did we review it? Yeah. In December of huh. 2022. Um, Joel David Moore is one of the most interesting guys in Hollywood because... So you you will all remember him from like Dodgeball. He was it was big, but the the, uh, the cult classic one he was in his big star role was Grandma's Boy. But but like he plays just a weird he and then okay so he's in Grandma's Boy and then he does kind of a bunch of nothing until he's in fucking Avatar and then, and then he goes into being like these. After Avatar, he's in like these super C horror movies like Chillerama, which, by the way, Chillerama is a fun time uh, if you haven't, uh, you know, give it a go. Um, and then, you know, he, he continues on, you know, he's in Hatchet and Hatchet 3 and, you know, the, all these other movies. And then and then he comes back to Avatar, the, the next big Avatar. Uh, it's just he's a he's an interesting guy. You'd you know him uh, for sure. But um, anyway, he's a Portland person. Is he? So, hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Yeah, that's one of my contentions is like for how easy that would probably be be to pull off just throwing up, you know, especially with Hollywood actors. Let's be honest actresses let's let's be mm. honest they're they're mm. doing that all the time oh yeah but like you think about how bad acting throwing up is portraying what what it throwing up actually is like just the fact that you're making noise while you're throwing up it's like no you don't make noise when you're throwing up there's food coming through your throat Ooh. there's a sound that happens but you're not making noise right <laughs> the sound that that happens is just liquid hitting the ground Oof. or the toilet and then afterwards you're like Ugh. oh Ugh. you ever watch those shorts of that one gal who can just be forced <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she's like oh. she's so cute too like yeah she's 
Yeah. And she's such a good sport about it, too. Like, if somebody fucked with me to that extent, I just knock them out. Like, right. be like, do not do that to me. And she's like, <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Next call. Hi, Bryce and David. This is Beatrice from Los Angeles. Um, I haven't called in a couple months. And quite frankly, I really hope <laughs> those last couple of voicemails I left didn't make the show. But. I will work up the courage to find out one day. But um, anyways, just wanted to uh, call and continue to give you guys my growing love, adoration, and support. And just, you know, you guys are part of my uh, daily work routine, my very normal but boring life. And you guys just add a little bit, you know, just a little something to it. And I'm still catching up on episodes and after pods. And I wanted to share something that I found interesting or a little funny. So on Instagram, you guys put hashtags, as everybody does, of course. And I follow said hashtags, like horror movies, hashtag horror hot, uh, podcast, whatever. And then when you click on, and please, someone tell me if this is just me or if, if you know, the algorithms are messed up, whatever. But when you, when I click on the horror hashtag, Instagram prompts and says, can we help? Post with words you're searching for are often associated with sensitive content. If you're going through a difficult time, we've gathered some resources, experts that can help. <laughs> so, apparently, maybe Instagram is concerned if you are searching for horror-related content. Who knows? And I've always kind of wondered, too, like, why do I really like horror movies? You know, there's something inherently wrong with me or messed up. Like, not that I don't know that already some degree but um i definitely i think i use it as like a distraction you know like my life could be so shitty and horrible and at least i think so and just depressed and you know i've got things going on but no matter how bad life is it is not getting kidnapped and having your mouth sewn to the ass of a grown man you know, or it's not, you know, life's bad, but you didn't catch your boyfriend cheating um, at some hole in uh, Switzerland, Sweden, whatever Mr. Moore was in. So, yeah, I mean, you know. I didn't catch that. Oops. I didn't catch it either. Just keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Horror movies don't make me feel too terrible. And, David, by the way, I fully respect and admire your decision to not watch horror movies at the moment. You know, it's just challenging and currently right now i'm challenging myself to watch all the jackass movies because i couldn't sit through them when i was little but i'm doing it now which by the way you guys should review i will become a i'll up in a patron all right bye ah dude um <laughs> dude i i challenging yourself to sit through the jackass movies that's a I, I recently went through the whole, oh, the man. entire Jackass catalog, including Wild Boys and everything, and it was like the most fun I've ever had. It's highly recommend. Right. There's no better content. <clears throat> I every time there's a thread on Reddit that asks like, "What is the funniest movie you've ever watched in the theater?" or like, "What's the oh yeah the movie that makes you laugh more than any other movie?" It's like crushing. It's so. There's not even a competition. It's crazy. If I think back on my entire life, just, I have never laughed harder or longer, <laughs> like to the point where I, I was know. like almost passing out. Yeah, where than you're scared in any for your one life. of those jackass movies. Like, I know. I the know. The last one, the last one was like, was a fall off. To be honest, 
but still, still way better than a fucking real hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a. Uh, Oh man, I wish I could watch those again in the theater with people. Oh, I, I mean, to laughing to the point where you were like, "Am I going to be all right?" Like, like you were like, I, "It was such a good time." Yeah, unparalleled, unparalleled. I don't think so anything these... can beat the high five <laughs> bit, and I think <laughs> it's the second one. Yeah, <laughs> where it's just around the corner. <laughs> He's just, hey, he got ah! <laughs> he got. The soup. <laughs> he got the soup when it hits a wee man. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no. But uh, but Beatrice, uh, big supporter recently, has shown out to our Patreon and bumped up to the big boys level, the big girls level. And uh, yeah, um, you know, actually, I stopped watching horror movies because of Instagram hashtags, and they were like, mm. "Hey, you need to get some <laughs> like, are you okay?" And you're like, "Oh no, maybe I'm not." Like, oh, I'll stop watching I... horror movies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the answer is yes. We're deeply broken. People that like horror movies are uh, broken, and there's something wrong with them. And, and if you can't admit it, you're part of the problem, right? And you should feel bad, and you should really change your life for the better so that you won't enjoy horror movies, because mm. what's wrong with you? I mean... A lot going on right here. Instagram has never steered us wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. The bastion of good moral faith. Mm-hmm. That Instagram. And mental health. And more importantly. Health. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That should be That should be like... You you click on any hashtag and they're like, uh, dude, you being here is extremely bad for your mental health and self esteem. Yeah. Do you think you? We have resources called the grass outside your house. Yeah, that it's a you can dude dot 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 <laughs> dude. <laughs> no, don't get some help. Stop it. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is Sam from Indianapolis. I'm listening to your Asteroid City episode, and uh sounds like uh, Bryce there got a little bit of cold or something. His, his voice is sound a little deeper than normal. Uh, it's registered. He's hitting. It's uh, really doing it for me. My balls are quite moist. Uh, maybe maybe you should stay sick for a while, buddy. Mm. Uh, well, that's all. Making his balls moist. Wow. <laughs> Oh, mm. <laughs> uh, Sam. Oh, look who glad, we have to cap it all off. I'm glad I'm doing it for someone. It's Robert the Fire. Robert the Fire. So, and what was the call? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, never mind. What? Never mind. Moving oh, on. Never mind. Hey, it's Robert the Fire. So, I was just wondering, Bryce and David, if you remember that feeling of like when you were a kid and there would be a really pretty girl in your class and you would just be like it like it's hard to, it's really hard to describe and I can't I can't really I haven't really found a way to describe it but it's kind of just like this weird feeling of like oh we you can't go near them they're like they're like we wouldn't want to scare them away you know <laughs> I don't know it's kind of like picturing them I love this call. I love this call. 
I don't want this call to end. You wouldn't want to scare him away. It's the <laughs> fucking most accurate. It's like it's, it's so fucking dead on balls accurate. Like they're a fucking deer in your backyard. Like, like you walked into your backyard and you saw a bunny far away and you're like, I fucking love that bunny and I want to hug it. But oh I know I'm going to scare it away. <laughs> Oh. It's like mythical figures. I don't know. It's strange. And what I was wondering is, if you guys knew any way, if you guys um, remember that feeling, and if like how long you felt that for, like was there a time when that stopped, or or do you still have that now? And yes, that's kind of what I was wondering. And, um. And I just I feel like it, for girls it's like they they just don't have Give it a pause. Same feelings about it. Give it a pause. I absolutely one million percent know exactly what you're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't stop ever. I'm always like, oh, a pretty girl. I hope I don't scare it away. I it happens with my kids where I'm like. They're so cute. I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> like, I'm some sort of fucking monster. It's yeah. like, it's like, it never ends. It's just always just like, I really want to pet that deer. I better not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It The deer analogy is so apt because. Like, you're never going to get, you're never going to. Because you look at the deer and you're like. There's a chance I could pet that be- that deer. Like, it's trapped in this backyard. If, with if me. I, I have, yeah. Oh my god, this is a great analogy. It's like you see a deer twenty feet away, and you're like, you're like damn, this is the fucking closest I've ever been to a deer. This is this is amazing. What I'm experiencing right now, seeing this majestic, beautiful animal, yeah, standing so close to me, and it's like, and you don't want it to end. But also, you want to pet it so bad. Yeah. You just want to be like, I admire you personally, deer. But you know the instant you take a step towards that deer, it's going to run away. You're like, oh. It's like, oh, my God, what's this horrible beast coming at me? And you're like, shit. I forgot about me. Yeah, Yeah, the experience as a man looking at an attractive woman, it's exactly like that deer, except you want to fuck the deer. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely the point where we get canceled. And then they compared all beautiful women to deer? <laughs> or women, generally speaking, to rabbits? Uh, right. <laughs> well, you look at I mean, there's a running joke I have with my wife. is like the, the experience as a man of what, like, that feeling is. There, A big part of that is... I think I have a chance. Like the, the the delusion of like you look at Jennifer Aniston and you're like like oh Brad Pitt just um divorced her and left her for Angelina Jolie and you're like hmm, so she's free you say like Good so deal. there's a chance. Time to swoop in. <laughs> Time to put these frequent flyer miles to use baby. Mm. All right, let's let's f- let him finish up. Like for guys is way more strong. And <laughs> Yeah, so I was just wondering when that stopped for you guys, or if it still happens. Bad news, and buddy. what are those circumstances? Thanks. 
It's Robert the farter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you gave us a nice fart at the end there. Thanks, farter. Yeah, I think uh, testosterone is definitely a huge contributing factor to that. So I'm I'm not sure how much women feel the same. Like, can't say. Like, obviously, like, yeah. What is their they, lived experience? You don't. They know. look at, you know, attractive men, or yeah, they they have a, a hormonal response. I'm sure, and you know, when they're attracted to someone and have desires, but. By all accounts, like I can't, I don't think they experience the same thing as men, especially in adolescence, because there's probably like twenty comedians that have the joke of like, um, the woman saying like, "Oh, I like sex just as much as men," and they just say, "No, you don't." No, you do not. Like, if you, if you, if you did, if you did, we the would, world would be in chaos. We would be fucking right now. Like, right. If if. If you did, you would not be here. You would be fucking someone yeah. because you can at any moment. You, you couldn't. Know. You wouldn't be able to keep your hands off me. Like right. You'd just be. You'd just be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's uh. You know, every time I I think about how far Robert the Farter has come, you know, and his his voice changing, I'm like, oh, you know, I miss the the young, just like pure child Robert. Mm-hmm. And then it comes with a banger like this. I'm like, he's still there. Yeah, oh yeah. He's still dude. he's still like right in the middle of yeah, working I mean, through <laughs> Listen, I don't wanna like I don't wanna like bag on, on our other callers. They're all nice people, you know. Right. But Robert's out here fucking like asking galactic level questions. <laughs> he's being like you guys ever think about fucking like that we're all stardust and we're just going back to that? And we're like, what the fuck? And, you know, there, mm-hmm. then there's Sam from Indianapolis who's like, Bryce's voice kind of hot when it's gravelly. And it's like, Sam, I know. I get it. But can you ask a galactic level question, please? Robert right. like, coming out here with how fucking... Do, how do pretty girls make you feel the tinglys inside? Like, right. that's the important stuff. Right. I'll tell you what. Oh, man. My, you my, what. Uh, my latest, um, you know, we're talking about tingly feelings and the, and the girls that, like, are my friend. Um, Aisha on Below Deck, Down Under. Uh-huh. I, I can't take her seriously because every time she opens her mouth to say words, I just laugh. <laughs> this is the most insane accent I've ever heard. Oh, like... yay! <laughs> What was the what was the Shane Gillis bit? He's like, "Oh guys, there's a oh no, there's a plane coming toward the building. Get down! Get, get it's down. getting right hot up here. It looks like I'm gonna have to jump out the building. Oh no! Oh no! It's like yeah, yeah. Australian accents are fucking goofy. Oh, okay, you know what, Robert? It does never stop. You're always gonna feel that way. Girls are beautiful and wonderful, and um. And we're lucky to have them, just even if they just show up in our backyard and we can't touch them, and then they leap over the fence with an incredible show of agility and power. Um, (laughs) It was a fucking five-foot fence, Bryce. It leaped it like it was fucking nothing. Um, What what would be the equivalent for, I mean, we can solve some problems here. Like, we all like looking at deer. We all like looking at attractive women. 
what would be the human uh, attractive female equivalent of Salt Lake? What could we mm. put out in our front yard that would just have attractive women just come up and? You know, actually, I was gonna I was gonna mention if you want to experience the deer coming up to you, mm-hmm. all you have to do is be a little gay. All you have to do is be like, hey, did you ever wonder what it would be like to see makeup on a man? They'll be like, oh, I'm coming to you right now. I have makeup. I'll put it on your face. If you say, go ahead and put makeup on me, they'll be like, okay. I'm I'm going to touch you now. Mm. I'm like, that's really, I mean, if you want the cheat code, that's a fucking cheat code right there. Especially the hot ones. The hot ones really know how to do makeup. (laughs) I think we cracked the code. Mm. All right. Guys, have a great week. We love you very much. The Burbs gets 9 out of 10. Horror Movie Talk, out. Powered by Riverside. Bleh. Bleh.